Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, friends. This is Marilyn, and I am back after a six-month hiatus to record another episode of The Calm Podcast, Combining Academia and Life with Marilyn. Yes, I have taken about six months off. That was not my intention. I was going to take a little bit of time off over the summer. As everyone was vaccinated and things were opening up, we got really busy. And then life just got busier again between the kids' activities and kids' school and things at work, it just got really hectic. And as you've heard me talk about in the past when we talk about priorities, if everything's a priority, then nothing's important. And so I kind of had to go through the list of all the things on my list and and pause some things. And unfortunately, the podcast was one of them, especially while I've been doing this leadership program that added a lot of extra work to my plate. I'm loving it. I'm about halfway through, and I think it's an incredible program. It's called uh, ELAM, Executive Leadership for Academic Medicine. It's for women. It's amazing, but it's a lot of work. And so the podcast has been on pause for a while, but I'm back, and I have some time. This is the week between Christmas and New Year's. This is that week that who knows what day it is, what time it is, where even are we? And so I thought it's a great week to make some time and record another episode of the podcast. So it's great to be here. And I appreciate that you joined. So today, I want to talk about um, how I'm trying to make use of this weird week. And, And I always find this week to be just the strangest sense of you know, lack of space and time. And it really is hard to figure out what day it is. I wake up each day like, wait, what day is it? What is the date? How many more days do we have? Um, For those of you who do need to work during this week, I I apologize because this probably doesn't apply to you. But for those of us whose universities are closed, like we're just off and there's not much going on. And uh, for those in the United States, the COVID-19 pandemic is kind of raging again with this Omicron variant this week. And so that has kind of all of our plans going through extra scrutiny and decision making. And can we do that or should we not do that? So we've just been home a lot this week. Uh, I'm enjoying the time, but I'm trying to, to make use of it because it feels like, you know, you have this endless time available and then all of a sudden it's over and you're back to work and it's a new year and and everybody gets back to busy. So what I like to try to do this week is kind of some reflection and some planning and some organization. And I do this around different themes and it's not super structured. It's really kind of as I'm sitting around on the couch, you know, staring at the Christmas lights while they were still up. Um, I took them down yesterday, which is kind of sad, but I have a lot of work stuff starting on January 2nd, and so I just needed to get it done. 
but I, I like to take this time to really think about the past year and think about the new year ahead and kind of do some planning and, and get organized around that. I will say I don't do New Year's resolutions. I used to, and I used to really enjoy them. And then I realized that I always fail at them. And typically it's by the second or third week of January, and then I'm all despondent. And then I'm like, forget New Year's resolutions anyway. And I realized a couple years ago, the way that New Year's resolutions are generally set up and designed are kind of set to fail. You know, we pick these grandiose big things that we're going to do. And then as soon as we fall off the wagon and don't do it, it's over. And so I think about them differently now. And I'm going to talk about that some today as well. Um, Part of the reason that I think this time of year is such a good time to do this is that, you know, as you as you start a new year, it feels like a major milestone. It's a reset. It's a fresh start. And I love this idea. You know, I'm one who, I like starting new things. I like change. But often, it's a little bit easier if you have some sort of natural milestone. So sometimes it's the first day of the month. Sometimes it's the start of a new school year. Sometimes it's your birthday. But the new year, I think, is a a natural one of these milestones. So what I'm going to talk about in this episode today are kind of the the three things that I've been working on this week. One is reflection, two is planning, and three is organizing. All right, so the first thing that I've been working on this week is reflection. You know, this is a a week that I really enjoy kind of sitting on the couch. I actually saw a tweet yesterday where someone said, I have become one with the couch. And it resonated with me because I've been enjoying my couch time this week. But while I sit there, I've been trying to take some time to reflect on the past year. It's been another challenging year. It's been, you know, a a roller coaster of ups and downs. But Nonetheless, we can look back and think about our responses to, you know, these challenges. As you know, we are only in control of ourselves. And so all we can do is look at how life is happening for us and how we respond to it. So I've been looking through my journal, which I don't journal super regularly, but every once in a while I'll, you know, fill in in a gratitude journal. I find those really nice to look back at because it reminds me of all the great things that happened. Um, I've been looking back through my calendar and taking stock of, you know, what have I spent time on either that I should have or maybe that I should not have. I'm using that to kind of catapult me into the, the planning stage where I'll talk about calendar again. I've been scrolling through my photos and scrolling through my social media posts. You know, what were the things that that I did this year and that I felt were worthy of capturing either on a photo or sharing, you know, with others on social media? I've been asking myself questions like, what went well this year? You know, what did I do that I'm proud of? What 
new habits have I formed that are going well that I want to keep doing? Um, and what did not go well? You know, what things do I need to think about changing? You know, what do I want to keep and keep doing and do more of or do less of depending on what the thing is? And what do I want to change and either do more of or do less of? And as I do this, I've started to make a list. And often this list is longer than the number of of goals that I can set in that planning stage. Um, I, as I said earlier, I'm one, I like change and I like thinking about making changes, but I also need to be realistic and, um, you know, think about small things that I can change that are achievable. But I think this looking back over the year always brings me a lot of joy, you know, remembering the small things. Usually, you know, we always remember the big stuff, the, the big family events, the weddings that we went to or um, the vacations, but often the things that bring the most joy were the little things, you know, snuggling up on the couch with someone watching a movie. And sometimes I capture that or days that I was sitting on the porch with a book and a coffee and my dog. And I have a bunch of those pictures because I love doing that. Um, Pictures of my kids doing sports, you know, and seeing the joy that that brings to them. And so, you know, especially at a time of year where there is a lot of you know, sadness and grief and uh, for some, just a lot of anxiety, especially with pandemic stuff going on, it can just be really settling to look through the past year and look at what you've captured in photos. And to me, that is just one of the best things about this week. So as you look back and reflect on, you know, what worked and what didn't, What are some of the big things that, you know, you really do want to make change about to be the best version of you that you can be in this next year? Those are the things that I like to prioritize most and and then really start to think around, you know, what can I do to change that particular aspect? Um, I know for me, one of the big things that that I noticed this year is my calendar. I I really lost control of my calendar and my time. And and some would say that, you know, time is our, you know, most precious thing that we have because you can't get it back. And I did not do a great job of blocking my time or scheduling my time so that I could kind of make the best use of it. And so that is one of the things as I have been thinking about planning that I'm starting to go through my calendar and block time and mark time and start to think about how can I really maximize, you know, the time in my workday and maximize my evenings and weekend time so that I can, you know, stay balanced and um, in harmony between things at work and, and at home which I feel like I did a pretty good job with this year, though I just didn't get to do all of the things that I wanted to do. For example, the podcast. This had to come off the list so that I was still, you know, getting exercise and getting sleep. So as you do this reflection, you know, make a short list. You can always write things down on the list and then cross them off as you get into planning and decide, nope, this this is not one that's going to happen this next year. 
But if you at least write them down, then as you get into this next stage of planning, you'll have, you know, something to, to start with and to work with. All right, so step two is planning. This is kind of taking that list, and now you go back through it. What do you want to remove? What do you want to modify? Based on looking at that list, is there anything else you would add? And as I said earlier, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I feel like they are, you know, too big, too much pressure. Instead, I like to set what I would call micro goals. These are small bites, small wins, small things that you can do or that I can do that allow me to feel like I'm making a positive change. And I often modify the the goal or the micro goal to kind of combine with the purpose, the why. Why do I even want to do this thing? So I'll give you an example that I think at this time of year especially is easy for people to wrap their head around. And it's one that I used to do one way and now I do differently. So this time of year, New Year's, you see all the ads about all the diets and the exercise programs. And we've all probably eaten like one too many rounds of seconds and a few too many Christmas cookies. So at this time of year, people often will say like, you know, in this next year, I want to lose X number of pounds. I used to do that. And I would always get frustrated because I kept stepping on the scale and wouldn't see the change. And I learned years ago for myself, the more that I work out, the more I crave protein. And so I eat more protein, which I think is what's supposed to happen. And then I rarely lose weight. I actually gain weight sometimes, and it's because I'm gaining muscle. And so my clothes will start to fit better, and I start to feel better, but the scale doesn't look any different. And so I have stopped making a goal around the scale a long time ago. Instead, I will modify this goal to be something like, I want to live a healthier lifestyle, or I want to get 30 minutes of movement in my day every day. Or I want to focus on meal planning with a lot of variety and nutritious foods. So instead of making it something that is, you know, really big and can be disappointing, if instead it's, you know, I want to live a healthier lifestyle, well, how would I do that? And you list, you know, one to three things that you're going to work on. And if you don't do it every day, that's okay. It's not... I am going to, you know, do this thing every day. Maybe it's, I'm going to do this, you know, three times a week or five times a week, or I'm going to do more of this than I did last year. I think part of the, the micro goal setting is setting a goal for something that is achievable, that's achievable in a short amount of time so that you can feel like you've succeeded in a week or in two weeks or in a month, not something that you have to wait six months or nine months or a year to feel like you've achieved it. Because goals like that, they're just, they're so overwhelming that I think it's sometimes hard to even get excited about them. But instead, if you come up with small things that you can see in three days, you've done well, or in five days, you've achieved it, and that you keep 
kind of reinforcing that positive behavior, I can I find that to be much more rewarding. And then the other thing that I do is take that list of things, these micro goals that I want to do, and I divide them over time. So if you have a list of say five or 10 things, you know, you want to drink more water, you want to read more books, you want to, you know, move your body more, you want to spend more time doing a gratitude journal, whatever your things are, you want to make your bed every day. Um, If you start on January 1 with 10 things, you're not going to get 10 things done. You might get two or three. And so instead, I look at the calendar and I'm like, all right, in January, I'm going to focus on like this thing or these two things. And then in February, I'm going to add this other thing that I want to work on. And then in March, perhaps I'll add this other thing. And instead of trying to do it all at once, because that can be daunting and overwhelming and not happen, think about just each new month adding a thing. I also uh, would encourage you, you know, so I'm recording this on, I think it's December 29th. Um, You don't have to wait till January 1 in order to do some new thing. You could do it on December 31 or even December 30th, depending on when you're listening to this. And if you missed January 1 and you're listening to this on, say, January 4th, start it today. Start it on the 5th. It doesn't have to be, oh, I missed the day to start and so now I can't do this thing. You can start today, whatever day this is, with your new micro goal that you want to achieve. Um, I try to map these out in ways that allow for some flexibility and some, you know, some misfires because that's life. You know, we're not going to get to do the thing we want seven days a week. It's not going to happen. Some morning you're going to sleep in and have to get straight to work. You don't have time to do your morning routine. Some days you're going to wake up and you're going to be exhausted. And the last thing you're going to do is work out before work because you physically cannot move. Some days you're going to come home from work. It was going to be a rough day. And even though you have this whole evening routine of things that you want to get done, you're not going to be able to. And that's life. And that's okay. The goal is to not beat ourselves up over that. And instead just, you know, okay, missed a day. I really like in, uh, Tanya Dalton has a planner. Her company is called Inkwell Press and they have a goal setting planner. And in it, she has these little, um, shapes that you can color in, you know, so there's one for every day of the month And you shade them in, you know, if you did whatever your goal was or not. And so I did this last year and I would have things like, you know, drink at least two of these particular water bottles of water. I have this bottle that I carry around all day. And some days I would color it in and some days I would color it half in because I drank one but not two. And some days I totally missed and didn't drink much water. But I found it really helpful to look at the month and see like, okay, So I hit my mark like three quarters of the time or half the time, like, all right, this next month, let's do better. So instead of, you know, beating myself up over it, I just used it as motivation for the next month. So as I said, it's Tanya Dalton. I think it's called Inkwell Press and it's a great planner. I really like it. Um, But the last thing I would mention before getting on to the third step is to really focus on why do you want to make that change? Like, what is the purpose behind it? Is it going to make you feel better? Is it going to make you more productive? Is it, you know, going to 
make other people's opinion of you change. And if that's the reason, I think you need to look for another why. You know, we should be doing these goals for ourselves and to make ourselves, you know, the best version that we can be for ourselves and for our families and for our colleagues, not, you know, so that someone else's opinion is different. It's really how can we serve the community that we're in by being the best version of us. And once you know the why, then you can spend some time figuring out the how. Okay, now it's time for step three, which is organizing. This is kind of separate, really, from the reflection and the planning, but this is something that I just can't help myself at this time of year. Something about starting the new year with a clean house and with things organized just brings me a lot of joy. Not the actual cleaning and organizing part, but when it's done, I'm really happy. So this week, I have been slowly biting off, you know, small chunks. So yesterday I put the Christmas stuff away and I organized the space in the storage room where it goes so that hopefully next year I can find everything and I know where it's all put. Um, Yesterday I encouraged my teenager or one of my teenagers to organize his closet. So he is learning to drive. He has his learner's permit and so wants to go driving every day. And so I said, well, if you organize your closet and get rid of some clothes, we can drive them over to one of the donation centers and I'll let you drive. And boy, was that the motivation. So I'm trying to figure out what to tell him to do today such that then he'll get to drive. Um, On my list for this week, I want to organize my pantry. You know, we've had a lot of food things happening over the holidays and we've had a few visitors and we've, you know, bought some extra snacks because of some family coming in. And so I just feel like the pantry is like busting at the seams. So I want to get that done. Um, I always try to organize my closet at this time of year. I, you know, throughout the fall, kind of the transitions of the temperatures, it makes it hard to find some clothes. So like now it's officially cold in winter. I need to get the spring and summer stuff and push it to the back, bring up the stuff that that I'll actually be wearing. Um, This is a good time to organize your calendar, your inbox, you know, maybe some of those junk drawers or um, your purse or your backpack, kind of thinking about, you know, what will make it better going into this new year with some level of organization. For me, it feels really good going into the new year that way. But I think it's also important, again, not to set yourself up for failure and be realistic. So for me, um, what I should have said too, in addition to my calendar last year, I lost control of my inbox. My inbox between my, I have a Gmail account and my work account, I have over 18,000 unread emails. Like the, the, the little icon on your phone, the red, has a number that has 18,000 and it makes my kids cringe. Like they just want to go in and delete them all. Um, It is one of my goals this week to get that organized and to get through some of that, but I have to be realistic. I'm not going to get to zero. It's just, I cannot get through 18,000 emails in a week. I couldn't get through them in a year. So this is one of my 
um, projects that I'll be working on while sitting on the couch this week. But I think it's important as you do go through these things to give yourself some grace. And I'm certainly doing that for myself. You know, I am going to set a micro goal around my inbox for this year. I had one last year. It didn't go well. So I'm going to try something different this next year. But again, I'm just, you know, not going to lose sleep over it. I've talked to a lot of colleagues and I think uh, our email inboxes is something that a lot of us are struggling with. Um, But there are others who their inbox is at zero. But when I talk to them, they're like, how do you get so much sleep? I never sleep. And I'm like, well, it's because instead of checking my email, I go to bed. Um, So we each have to decide for ourselves, what is the what is the priority and how are we going to kind of set a micro goal around it? Um, I am going to have a goal this year around doing a little more organizing all year long. I heard something on a podcast the other day. It was the better together with Maria Menounos. She and Kevin were talking about um, the planning and organizing that they do such that, you know, they do a bunch over this, this weird holiday week, you know, without work, but then, They try to keep it up all year, and then it makes it such that next year during this time, it's not so daunting. And I thought that sounded great and something that I'm going to work on too. Um, So kind of look around you. What are the things that if you spent, you know, an hour or two organizing them this week, it would make this new year just feel lighter and less stressful for you? So that is my list. Those are the three things that I'm working on this week while I'm trying to not work and trying to relax, but still feel like I'm doing something that, you know, I can feel good about at the end of the week. Spend some time reflecting, spend some time planning, and spend some time organizing. And yes, in between there, I have been taking naps and watching movies and eating Christmas cookies and getting some exercise to balance out the Christmas cookies. So I hope that you heard something in this episode that resonated with you that you can use in your own life. And if you're listening to this after the new year, don't beat yourself up that you've missed your chance to to do this. You can do this kind of at any point in the year. I often do this around the end of a month and around my birthday and the start of a school year and of any of those timing milestones that gives us the opportunity to to reflect and make some changes. So with that, I'm going to wrap up. I hope that this holiday season has brought you and your family joy and I hope that you have uh, safety and health going into this new year. Take care, and I'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of The Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.